Hello, welcome to Abiding Life Studios. I'm Noah Wells. Today I have with me from Canada, Chad Salen. Hello, really glad to be here with you again, Noah. Uh, we've done this a couple times now, but, um, but yeah, it's really nice to be able to come and uh, do another podcast with you. Yeah, I'm excited to uh, hear what you have to say. Uh, just for everyone to know, it's July 30th, 2020. Thursday. Everyone's still wearing masks. <laughs> but we're getting used to it. We're enjoying yeah. it. Well, we're just getting used to it. They're going more mandatory here now. So, yeah. Well, yeah. You'll get used to it. Yeah. But uh, Chad wanted to, he got a hold of me and wanted to talk about keeping the focus on Christ. <clears throat> and I'd like to hear what you think about that. Yeah. I was just, um, just in these times that we're living in, it's kind of interesting times, you know, with everything that's going down in the world with, um, well, COVID obviously, which has been yeah. happening for, for quite some time now. And, and, and just a lot of fear around it for people. Um, it's a distraction and, and not necessarily a good one, um, which creates a lot of fear for people. Um, the shooting with the cop and, and the Black Lives Matter and all that. There's just a lot going on. And I'm not, I'm not here saying I have the answer to it and people need to listen to me. I just had some things that I felt like the Lord had laid on my heart around it. And, and one of the things I've, I've always loved about Abiding Life Ministries and, and our message is, is uh, just keeping things simply focused on Christ. Mm-hmm. And that has always been a message um, um, our message anyway. Um, and it's the way I, I start every conference, every seminar, every workshop that I've done is, is that simple message of, of keeping our focus on Christ. And, um, and so I, I wanted to talk about that today um, because it's so easy to get caught up in, in, um, in getting really, you know, obsessed, like, like let's say COVID-19, for example. And, and, and I start to, I start to, kind of glance at that it gets my attention and I give it so much attention that it gets my focus and then I give it so much focus that now it becomes an obsession for me Mm -hmm. and uh and and we you know I use the the example in in the bible of of King David um with Bathsheba and everybody kind of knows that story right he sent Bathsheba's husband uh to the front lines of the army because he looked out on his veranda one day, sees her bathing, you know, gets his attention, and he kept giving it attention. Then it became his focus. He kept giving it focus. Then it became his obsession, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 at that point, you know, it's this whole thing. I, I see this problem over here, gets my attention. You know, I give it focus, and now it becomes my obsession, and and now I can't see anything. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think in in the times that we're living in with with COVID and uh, and and everything that we've been, you know, dealing with lately, uh, I think it's stolen a lot of people's attention, and um, and so I think it's it's just a reminder, and it's a good reminder for me, and and just wanted to remind all of our listeners out there that that um, our message is just to keep our focus on Christ that he still sits on the throne and that's where our, our safety net always lies is with him, that he promises he'll be a shield in times of trouble. And, um, and so I I still believe um, victory um, in our lives is merely the simple principle of keeping our focus on Christ. And that's where, where the Christian's victory truly lies is, is keeping our focus on Christ. 
and so that is where where um where i'm i'm just wanting to remind us all that that if you want peace in your life you want uh, contentment um joy um that's what we want to get back to is is uh is keeping our focus on christ that victory again in our lives is merely the simple principle of keeping our eyes on christ um i remember singing the song and i think we we people still sing it today where it says uh turn your eyes upon jesus look full in his wonderful face and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace and I think those words, whoever penned them, I forget who penned those words down. Um, they're beautiful words because it's ever so true. Again, we, we use the example of the hands, right? If I have uh, my problems on one hand mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and Christ on the other, if my problems become my focus, right? I get overwhelmed. I'm undone. I burn out. I get depressed. I get anxious. I, I just sense bondage, ultimately just death all around me. But if Christ is my focus, it doesn't mean the problem goes away, but it, but it, uh, he's the solution to every problem in your life. Mm-hmm. And here the problem seems big and, and Christ can get lost or seem so dim. But here you realize how big our God is and, uh, and he eclipses the problem. Right? Yeah, and I like that because the problem is still going to be there. The yeah. It still pops up sometimes once a day, sometimes yeah. a lot more. And it, and it could be many times a day, right? Like we're, oh, I've got to snap out of it. Because, there. I mean, you and I were just, just talking about it earlier, Noah, before we started recording, is that that we there's so many distractions out there. Mm-hmm. And, and it's so easy. And I remember I remember your dad saying, um, and I agree, because this is what's become one of my labors. He said he, he, he had two labors in his life they really had to work at is one to keep this message simple because so many people want to complicate it mm-hmm. and and two to keep my focus on christ because there's so many people vying for my attention off of him there's so many things you know so many distractions and and uh you know our victory relies in in, in seeing him knowing that he still sits on the throne knowing that you know he doesn't fear COVID 19 or or all the stuff that's going on around the world but that we want to wake up with that, with that awareness, you know, mm-hmm. uh, putting our hand over our heart, you know, saying, Lord Jesus, I recognize you here with me today, mm-hmm. um, that your will be done. You come and express your life through me today. Let me see you and not the problem today, because that, that's exactly where my, my victory will lie. I really, um, it, it's a really true, um, I think, Noah, you know, when a focus becomes the focus, God will make it unfocused other than Christ, right? When I get focused on anything other than him, God will make it unfocused because it's not, it's not where our focus is to lie. Yeah. You know, um, you know, I, I remember, um, for example, let me give an example of that statement. So, so I'm going to give an example of the sta- statement. When a focus becomes the focus, God will make it unfocused. Um, I remember I had a guy, um, I was pastoring down in, in Lower Mainland, British Columbia, here in Canada at a church. And uh, this guy comes into my office <laughs> and he says, and great intentions, everything. He comes into my office and says, you know, Pastor Chad, I'm going to be the best husband that any wife has ever had. I'm going to focus on being the best husband. I mean, she's going to think like, 
like I'm gold. I'm I'm like the golden husband. And he's going on like that. And I'm going to focus on being the best husband. He really wanted to tell me this, you know, I wanted to tell the pastor. And, uh, and so, so he went on and then he's about to leave. And, and I rolled my office chair up to the door and I peeked my head out and I said, it's never going to happen. And then, and then I rolled my office chair back in and he comes in, he says, what kind of pastor are you? You know, kind of look, you know, and he says, why would you say that? I said, Stan, man, I said, that's, that's a good focus, but it is not the best focus. And he said, what do you mean? I said, I said, listen, man, when a focus becomes the focus, God will make it unfocused. If it's not, if it's anything other than Christ. Mm-hmm. And I said, it's good that you want to be a good husband to your wife. And it's, and it's good that you want to be a good father to your kids. But the best thing is to put your focus on Christ and the good husband will just naturally come that you put your focus on Christ and, 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 and the good father will naturally come. I said, good has become the enemy, the best in this situation. And the best is always Jesus. And that's where we want to put our focus there. So um, does that make sense? Noah? does that, yeah, is that, yeah I think, um, man, I, I you know, for Stan, and it became ever so clear to him. He he, he understood that it was a great conversation that we had um, when we were talking about when we were talking about that. But when you get focused on the problem, you can never see the solution, right? Yeah, and uh, because we can only focus on one thing, you know. So if I see the problem, that's all I see, and and that which gets your attention will get you. And so if the problem gets your attention, that's what's going to get you. You know, if your past hurts get your attention, you know, COVID-19 gets your attention, you know, the killing of this, you know, this person by this cop gets, I mean, it's just whatever gets your attention is going to get you. Mm-hmm. And uh, we want Christ to get our attention because then he gets us. So what do you do, Chad, to focus on Christ when <clears throat> problems come up? Well, the interesting thing is this, because we may not necessarily recognize we're walking in the spirit, mm-hmm. but we sure do know when we're walking in the flesh, don't we? Oh, yeah, definitely. Right? Yeah. right? So I may, because because the walking in the spirit, now that we're in Christ, is our automatic. Yeah. Right? So I, I have two printers in my office and behind me, and and one printer is the default printer, which means it's the one that it automatically goes to. Mm-hmm. Right. And when when we when we came into Christ, he became our automatic walking in the spirit became our automatic. I think many Christians are still trying, trying to strive to to get into the spirit. You know, they're trying to work their way into the spirit. But that's part of our new position in Christ. Mm-hmm. And it's more it's natural for us to walk in the spirit now, but unnatural to walk in the flesh. So we may not notice when we're walking in the spirit, but we sure do know when we're walking in the flesh because we're miserable. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, and so part of it is, is the problem isn't a bad thing um, necessarily because it works in my favor. Yeah, it, it acts as a trigger to me to run back to him. Mm-hmm. The, the problem, in essence, acts like the sheepdog nipping at my heels, driving me back into the arms of the shepherd. Yeah. Right. Which is where we want to stay. Um, um, I don't want to live independently of him. I, I want to live depending on him, just as Jesus did yeah. in a world that's clamoring um, for us to live independently. We want to clamor back to Christ and live dependent on him. 
and um, and that's where our safety net is. And so, so I'm not saying the problem is actually a problem <laughs> necessarily. Yeah, it kind of works in our favor because it acts like that sheepdog nipping at our heels, driving us back into the arms of the shepherd. Yeah. And uh, and it becomes that trigger, right? Because I know I'm. I notice when I'm in the flesh, I'm losing my peace. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm losing my joy. I, I'm not content. I'm miserable. I'm on edge, right? I'm just. I'm just not satisfied. I'm not at rest. Yeah. And so, so it's a reminder for me. And, and, and when I get to that place and I finally recognize it and over the years, I, I have recognized it faster and faster. Mm-hmm. Um, some weeks or months, maybe not so good in different seasons of my life, but, yeah. but you do recognize it faster and faster. And I, I just stop and I, I just take a minute mm-hmm. um, and, uh, and, and kind of do that thing that your dad always talked about. Okay, Jesus, I recognize you here. Mm-hmm. And I want to get my eyes back on you. Yeah. Um, you know, heart, we bow to the Lord Jesus today. Mind, we bow to the Lord Jesus. He's our King of Kings, Lord of Lords. He is our very life. Yeah. So let's get our focus back there again. So I don't know if that's helps, but that's that's kind of the way that I see it and I look at it. Yeah, I've always looked at it as I fall into a rut. <clears throat> You know, like a car falls into a muddy rut and you stick in that rut for a while. Yeah. yeah. And then you, you know, like you're saying, it takes time to finally start filling up that rut with good gravel. So you don't fall into it as deep anymore. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Out of it a little bit easier and go straight to Christ even more. That's a great example. I really like that. That's, yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. So you're really just trying to... Yeah, I feel the same way. Like when I was younger, I would stay months, stay in one spot. Now I'm getting a little bit better of when problems happen. It's like, okay, I'll deal with it for a little bit. And then I'm going to get my focus back on Christ. Well, right. You know, like, like I, I really love golfing. You know that about me. And, Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I like to use that example because, um, when you when you're first learning how to swing the golf club and hit that ball you're doing a lot of thinking yeah but as you keep doing it more and more and more you know your body just just does it now right it just because because you kept doing it more and more and more and i think it's it's the same thing what you're saying the the more when a problem comes and you think go back to christ instead of staying in the problem Mm -hmm. you know the quicker that it happens over time yeah but it's amazing you know, you stop doing it even after you've done it for a while. Mm-hmm. You stop doing it, and then you 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 dwell on the problem. Yeah. <clears throat> You'll start to dwell on the problem more and more and more. It's an interesting thing. You know, um, it's something that we have to continually coming back to, which is why I wanted to talk about this today. Just a reminder again to uh, say, hey, listen, Christians, believers, brothers and sisters, let's let's keep our focus on Christ. Yeah. And uh, we're not putting our head in the sand. That's not what we're saying. But I'm saying there's no life in focusing on COVID-19. <laughs> yeah. there, there's no life in, in all of this Black Lives Matters and all that stuff that's going on. I'm not saying those things aren't important, you know, or, you know, um, you know, I'm just saying that that there's no life in that, uh, that life is found in Christ. Yeah. And that's where we want to get our, our focus back to. Yeah, I, the same as focusing on sin. There's no life in sin. No. There's only death there. Absolutely. It, it doesn't bring you joy. No, it doesn't bring you joy. 
doesn't bring you peace. There, there's no fruit of the spirit that gets revealed, <laughs> you know, when you're focused on those things. Yeah. But we, it's amazing that, that we, we rummage around in the problem and, and, uh, you know, I think it's a question that I, that I've asked all around the world. And I think I've asked it in almost every place I've gone to. And I've asked people, I said, how many people have had peace come to them by focusing on the problem? Yeah. How many people have had joy come to them by focusing on the problem? I said, let's do a show of hands, you know? And I have yet to see anybody raise their hand because they realize at the end of the day, no, I, peace doesn't come. I never have peace when I'm focused on the problem, but Christ never said you would. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so, so the call is to get our, our focus back on Christ. I, I remember, here's an example. I, uh, I grew up in a, in a small little village in, in central Canada, the province of Manitoba. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was out at my cousin's one day. He, he lives on a farm. And, um, and we were playing catch with the, with the football and uh, he, uh, I was going for this long bomb. I had this white T-shirt on. It was a hot day, mm-hmm. in shorts. And uh, he throws this uh, this long bomb, and I'm running for it. Man, back in those days, I was a pretty darn good athlete, you know. And I'm stretching for this ball, making this amazing catch, and I slip on something. Mm. And we call them cow cookies on the farmyard. Mm-hmm. Cow pies. Oh man. So I slip, I go up and I land right on the front of my shirt splatter. And it was uh, just crusty on the outside, but still fresh on the inside. And man, did I smell good. And I look at my cousin, I said, what the heck? We're on your front yard. He says, Oh, I forgot to tell you the cows got out. Some of them got out of the fence and, and yeah, they, they left some cookies on the front yard. You know, I said, well, information I could have used a few moments ago, you know, Yeah. now, my point of this story is this, there is a point to it. You know, did I need to take a stick and poke around at that cow cookie to figure out what it was? Did I need to look at it from this way, this angle, this angle, this angle, this angle, this angle, right. to figure out what it was? No, I didn't need to keep poking around at it. Right. I knew what it was. I just didn't want to walk in it. Right. Right. And so, and I think that's what we do with, with all these problems. We, we look at it from every angle, we get focused on it. Mm-hmm. And uh, just like I think I'm, uh, you know, I've been counseling a lot of people, you know, there's a lot of fear around this COVID-19 and the world's changing and what this is going to look like. And, and <clears throat> I said, well, God promises that he's the same yesterday, today and forever. He never changes. Mm-hmm. And he's always been faithful and always continue to be faithful. He promised he'll always look after us, that he's our shield in times of trouble, yeah. that he's our joy. He'll bring joy to our sorrow. And I said, he doesn't change. So let's just get our focus back there. We don't need to keep focusing on the problem. But, but it's the enemy's ace up to sleep, right? He'll get you to look over here, right? So you don't see Jesus, the big white elephant in your room. And, yeah, and sometimes the problem seems way bigger than you can ever handle. Oh, my gosh. So overwhelming, right? Yeah. But we learn in contrast. And so that's why I said the problem, isn't, the problem really isn't a problem. Yeah. Right. It's just an opportunity for God to prove his faithfulness to you again and again and again. And and we need that contrast. I mean, the Israelites, when you read in the old covenant in the Bible, the old Testament, um, <clears throat> you know, when things were going well, you know, tickety boo, peachy cane, <laughs> you know, they kept forgetting about their God. Right. And they walk away from them. But in times of trouble, when the problems surrounding them, mm-hmm. uh, 
you know, they have all kinds of trials and tribulations going on, enemies on the doorsteps. They'd always remember their God yeah. and, and run back to him, right? Mm-hmm. And I think the problem serves serves as that for us, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it reminds us that that we can't do this life on our own, mm-hmm. that we need somebody greater than ourselves. Yeah. Now, he still sits on his throne. We need him, and we want to continually be running back to him. And that might be 10 times in a day. Yeah. Right? your problems have been so overwhelming to you or you've been in a pattern of keep focusing on and focusing on. So now you want to get in a pattern of running back to Christ yeah, and repeating freight. Like that's what I do. Um, and, and the people who come in to see me for counseling, I'm constantly talking to them about just repeat it mm-hmm. over and over until you believe it, till it, that thing's set in your mind that yeah. I have a God. I have a great big God. I have a gentle loving God. Who's looking after it? He created this world. He he's in charge. Um, nobody else is. He has the authority over all things, and that's yeah. where we want to keep our focus. Yeah, and I think I you know I like what you're saying about how it takes time to learn that because whenever I would think about my rut, I always think about the rut in my brain, and I always think that you know I get out of that rut and I go to Jesus. And then Jesus comes over and takes a little handful of sand and dumps it in my little rut. Yeah. You know, and he just slowly builds it. He doesn't just completely dump it in there and be done with it. He no. slowly does it and lets me learn yeah. to start going to him. Yeah, that's, that's a great about Jesus is he's so patient with us. And, yeah. you know, he just lets us go at a, instead of, you know, of course, all of us would probably want it done and taken care of quick. <laughs> absolutely but i've had that before where god will take something from me and then i don't go to him yeah you know what that that's a great reminder because it's like the same thing what you're saying it's like when people say well why do i bother praying because i pray and ask god to to Mm -hmm. take this away but it's it's still there or i asked him for something and it still hasn't happened yet you know Mm -hmm. and but god will only remove something from our lives when it's going to serve his full purpose for us in our lives. Right. Because I think God's desire is not for us to keep going around the same circle again and again and again Mm -hmm. and again, you know, he, we want, you know, we love to keep moving forward. Right. Yes. And, and faith means you move forward, right. Mm -hmm. You move forward with him, but he will allow the problem to stay there until it accomplishes his full purpose Um, for somebody else around us and for ourselves you know and so we can pray god has the thing but he'll remove it you know in his due time which reminds us of the you know john 15 you know my father's the gardener Mm -hmm. i am the vine you are the branches and and last time i checked a branch doesn't prune itself right right the gardener does and and he knows the exact time when to prune i remember i was with your dad and i think we were in brazil and uh and maybe this is a good story to end on um but we were in in uh, southern brazil i believe it was and and um and your dad and i were kind of splitting duties he would speak one day and so that day i would do counseling the next day i would speak then he would do the counseling kind of thing and and it was, uh, it was my turn to do um, counseling. And, uh, and the one guy asked us, our contact over there, and I can't remember who it was. This was so long ago now. But, 
but he he said uh, he asked uh, he asked me how many vineyards you've been to, and I said um, I haven't been to a vineyard. <laughs> he says what? He said you're called Abiding Life Ministries and you've never been to a vineyard. He says, do you see a problem with that? Yeah. <laughs> so I kind of. I said, well, kind of a good point. You know, he says, we're, can we're counseling all the counseling. We're all going to a vineyard. And, uh, and so I'm so grateful that we did. But we went to this one vineyard, and, man, it was beautiful. Fields of it. Like, I mean, just fields of it. And your dad was wise enough to ask these kind of questions. I, I, I was not that wise. <laughs> I don't know I'll ever tap into Jesus' wisdom like this like he did. but. But he asked the gardener there, the, the caretaker of the vineyard, mm -hmm. and, uh, and I really loved his questions. He, he said to the guy, he said, he said, how do you know when to prune the fruit? Mm -hmm. Like, how, how do you know? Mm -hmm. And the guy looked at us, he says, oh, he said, great question. He says, I have to know the exact time when mm -hmm. to prune. Because uh, he said, if I prune it too early, I'll cut off its growth from really producing what it was always meant to, to produce. Mm. And if I cut it too late, the branch will break and it'll never bear again. Yeah. He said, I know the exact moment when to prune that for its full complete growth. Mm. And man, I, I still, I, that's why I can tell you basically verbatim what happened because it had such an impact. Look at my hairs on my arm are standing up when I tell that story. <laughs> Because it, it was so impactful to me, and, and but it ministered to me. God, God really ministered to me through that through that moment, and and that's why I, I just I haven't been as concerned in this season of my life like it was when I was a younger man. Yeah, um, you know, because I I know that God will prune something out of my life. Mm -hmm. You know, um, when it needs to be pruned, yeah. I just want to keep my focus on Him. And as I keep my focus on him, he's doing a work that I may not even necessarily see that he's doing. But like Jesus said, I and my father are always at our work. Yeah. And, um, and so, yeah, so I think it's a reminder again, victory in our life is merely um, the simple principle of keeping my focus on Christ. That, that's where our peace lies. That's what our Abiding Life Ministries message has always been, mm -hmm. that simple focus on Christ. Yeah, and I think that's the hard part, isn't it? Is trusting him that he's going to remove it in his timing when it's perfect for you. Yes, yes. He knows what you absolutely need, even if it takes 50 years. Well, that's it. That's yeah. it. That You know what? I was in, um, oh, where was I? Uh, Denmark. I was in Denmark. And I asked this question. I, I said, how many people here have struggled with a problem for at least a year. Show of hands. And so yeah. everybody in the room had their hands up. Yeah. You know, I said, okay, let's mark it up. Two years, mm -hmm. you know, people's hands up, maybe one or two went down, some of the younger people. And then I said, five years, 10 years. Well, I got all the way up to 50 plus years. Mm -hmm. And there was this old man there. I think he was about 90 years old. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and you could see the tears, you know, running down his face. Yeah. And I looked at every, and you could hear a pin drop in that room. I mean, it was so quiet, you know, because they could just see this man had his hand up. Yeah. This old man, 90-year-old man, everybody else's hands are down. And you could see the tears. And I, and I looked at everybody, and I said, does God hate this man? Mm -hmm. I mean, he struggled with the same problem mm -hmm. for over 50 years of his life. 
Yeah. And I stopped, I, I stopped counting because the man just kept his hand up. I mean, I, it could have been even longer, but yeah. And I said, does God hate this man? Or is it that he knows this man's life? Mm -hmm. He knew the messages that he received and things that have to be worked out of him. Um, you know, his temperament and how everything works from his beginning to his end on earth. Yeah. And can you trust that, that the gardener knows when to prune this out of this man's life? That yeah. God loves him enough to keep it there because he knows when it'll accomplish its full purpose. Yeah. So you bring up a great point. Yeah. I mean, it. you could be struggling with something for six months. You could be struggling with something for six years. You could be struggling with something for 60 years. Mm -hmm. um, but man, it's not because, um, you know, you're a lesser than person, mm -hmm. lesser than Christian that, man, you just haven't attained what other people have. I think that's just wrong thinking and people think that way all the time. Yeah. I think, I think we do it injustice for each other when we compare each other. Like if I could see you, Chad, and you're over something I'm still struggling with, then that really wrecks me. And yeah. If we not compare with each other and just say, Hey, God has me right where he wants me right now and have faith in that. You're going to be a lot better off. Yeah. But yeah. it's hard to do. It is hard. It is hard to do, you know. And I think it's something that, that I mean, I'd like to do every morning. I, I would like to say, God, can you remind me again today throughout my day mm -hmm. that whatever comes my way had mm -hmm. to pass through your hands first before it ever got to me? Yeah. If, you, if it passed your hands and got to me, then, then it has a purpose. Yeah. And, and I want to be reminded of that every day, you know, because if I don't, then I start to moan and complain why, you know, and yeah. get angry and upset, even rage, you know, yeah, absolutely. Um, the injustice of why me, you know, and that's what we always say. Why me? You know? Yeah. But again, why is a divine prerogative? No, not a man prerogative. And yeah. God knows why. And he's asking us to trust him. Yeah. And, uh, and we want to, because uh, the more we trust him, the less pressure we feel in this life and the more peace we'll experience, the more joy, the more contentment, the more rest and satisfaction. So again, yeah, I just, it's a good reminder for me and I hope it's encouraged somebody out there um, during these times that we're living in that let's, let's, our message has always been, let's get our focus back on Christ and, and keep it there. He knows what's going on. He's still sitting on the throne. He's in charge. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. Cause when I was younger, I used to, I used to dislike struggles and now I actually enjoy them because it brings me to him. Yeah. Every second, sometimes every minute, every hour, I'm always going to him. And the thing that's helped me the most with the walk with Christ is just how he will, he just walks with us and how I can just sit there and be honest with him. Yeah. Some things, you know, some things it's nerve wracking telling another human your struggles. I really do enjoy telling my struggles to God. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you have somebody, you know, there who you really, as you get to know him, you'll trust him more and, and you feel so comfortable being able to share those things with them, you know, because you're not going to feel that rejection you may feel yeah. with other people. Right. Yeah. And, and like you said, I mean, if everything is going well in my life, what do I have driving me back to him? Mm -hmm. I mean, are we any different than, than the people who lived in Old Testament times and in the Old Covenant, yeah. right? I mean, when everything was going well, they 
consistently. You read through the Old Testament. Go mm -hmm. ahead. Everybody put it to the test if you don't believe me. Yeah. Every time they walked away from God, right, mm -hmm. and they forgot about him. But when they had trials, problems, tribulations, they remembered their God and walked back towards him. And so mm -hmm. those things that you feel like are a curse, all these problems in your life, actually, you know, become a blessing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Really. No, I think that's a, I think that's a great a great reminder, Chad. I mean, I'm glad you wanted to talk about that. It's even a good reminder for me too. The problem's not the problem. Yes. Yeah. You know? yeah. 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 It can serve everything to him. Absolutely. Yeah. And I guess you could say the more problems you have, you have the more things that are driving you Christ, which you're more blessed than. Yeah. If you see someone who's really struggling, like man, they have a really good relationship with Jesus. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. It's like that praying mom who has that kid who just, they feel like, Oh, it's just keeping me on my knees. Well, Hey, he's become a blessing in your life. Cause look how, look how much you you're drawing closer and closer to Jesus every day of your life because yeah. of yeah. no. So mom, I hope you heard that today. <laughs> I've been a blessing in your life. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. well, thanks a lot, Chad, for doing that. That was, uh, that was good. Yeah, no, thank you for, for having me today. No, and I, I look forward to doing more with you in the future. And yeah, definitely. These things. Yeah, thank you so much for the listeners, and we'll just keep plugging away. But we love all you guys, and we're walking with you with everything. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm doing it, too. Yeah, we're in it. <laughs> yeah, we are definitely in it. So yeah. thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you so much, everybody. It's good. Glad to be here with you all today. Yeah. Bye.